0: This is Marketplace from APM. I'm Kai Rizdahl. We're in a lull right now in the fight over the federal budget, but Congress will get back to it sooner rather than later. It's fundamentally a disagreement over the size of the federal government, not whether to cut spending, but by how much and what to do about the tax code in the process. Commentator Amity Schlaes reminds us things don't always work out the way Washington thinks they're going to.
1: No politician ever wanted to shrink government more than Calvin Coolidge. Silent Cal, the quiet Vermonter, was so parsimonious he even saved syllables by using short words. After Coolidge became vice president in 1921, he was appalled to find tax rates as high as 58 percent. Legalized larceny, he crowed. And federal debt after World War I was so large it made him cringe. So when Coolidge became president following the death of Warren G. Harding in 1923, he decided to curb these excesses. Coolidge and his Treasury Secretary, Andrew Mellon, studied the tax code and found the government wasn't getting the revenue it was expecting. Maybe the trouble was the high tax rates. Maybe there was an unexpected lesson for taxes in railroads. Railroad men set their freight rates to charge what the traffic would bear. The thinking was, if you cut the freight rate, you get more traffic and more revenue. Coolidge persuaded Congress to lower the top tax rate to 25% and congratulated himself that he was on track to pay down the national debt. This was, after all, the president who fired the White House housekeeper because she literally spent too much on pork. The tax experiment worked. In fact, too well. With lower tax rates, more money than expected flowed in. But to Coolidge's horror, Congress didn't want to use the cash to reduce the debt. The other politicians of his day just wanted to spend on farm supports, on veterans, on infrastructure. Coolidge worried that later presidents and lawmakers might also manipulate tax rates to get extra money. He left office in a dark mood. He guessed what would come. The legacy of the ultimate small government president was a tax tool so powerful, it made big government inevitable.
0: Amity Schles is the director of the Economic Growth Project at the Bush Presidential Center, which, as it happens, was dedicated today down in Dallas, Texas. Her most recent book is called... Wait for it. Coolidge.